Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast, brought to you by Simply Physio, aimed at helping you live an enjoyable, fit, and healthy life in and around our community of Knoxville, Tennessee. And now, here is your host, Dr. John Mark Chesney. So I'm uh, super excited today to have Ingrid Duncan here on our episode of Stay Healthy Knoxville. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Well, um, Ingrid is owner of Campbell Station Jazzercise, and um, so we want to talk about um, jazzercise. We want to talk about exercise. Um, we have going to have a segment on the show. The second half where we're talking about myths, um, certain uh, complaints or uh, barriers that people have that prevent them from maybe getting into exercise. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun things here on the show we'll, we're going to talk about. But um, before we get into that, Ingrid, I'd love to kind of hear the story behind the story, how you got to where you are today as far as owner of um, Jazzercise yeah. Knoxville, where it kind of all began, your interest in exercise and um, movement and, and helping people uh, with exercise. Sure. Um I grew up dancing, and so I learned from an early age that, you know, movement to music was fun, Mm. and I enjoyed it, and um, I just loved it. So that is kind of was sort of a catalyst. Um, I started teaching in college aerobics classes because it was an easy hobby. I was good at it. I could get paid for it, Mm -hmm. and, you know, those starving college students, you know, we need any job we could get. (laughs) So that's kind of how I started. Um, Started at one of the YMCA's in San Diego. Okay. And that's kind of where I learned that I really loved teaching people mm. and engaging with them that way and sharing the fun of fitness and laughing and working out. So that is sort of what prompted me to continue doing that regardless of where I was at. It was kind of that hobby that wouldn't go away, mm-hmm. so to speak. So um, I majored in psychology. Okay. Years ago, it didn't really matter back then. You just <laughs> needed a degree, and I was really interested in, in people and how they thought. And um, I loved how um, the exercise and psychology kind of joined together. Oh, definitely. Both, you know, the mind, body, what mm-hmm. people think, how it affects how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was kind of an easy, easy mix, and I really enjoyed that. So, um I think it kind of helped me teach as well, um, and hopefully it still helps me teach <laughs> and think about people and what, how they're thinking and feeling. Um, but yeah, so it really was just sort of a hobby that I continued into my adult life, married, kids, and so I taught at gyms or, you know, the Y. My husband was a Navy officer, so we traveled a lot. Um, so it was just sort of always on the side there. Mm-hmm. Took breaks when I was pregnant and had kids, just kind of focused on me a little bit, but um, it really gave me an opportunity to be involved with all kinds of ages and, um, you know, just keep dabbling in what I loved. And when we moved to Virginia, I'd never done jazzercise. That's one thing I did not do. You know, I did the whole, you know, Tybo step classes, taught all that kind of stuff and um, met some really amazing women at a park one day. And we all had young kids, of course, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey come to jazzercise and I was like really when, when was this around what time this frame was back in um let's see 2000 let me think we moved to Virginia in 2003 probably 2004 okay okay four or five somewhere around there um 
And yeah, so I went and I was immediately hooked mm. because I was like, whoa, this has all the dance, has the cardio, the strength, everything. And I just loved it, loved the people, loved the atmosphere. And so, you know, was hooked and very shortly after started pursuing being certified and and, jazzer, and, and jazzercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's how I started in jazzercise. I just, um, I think... I just never, I knew it was kind of out there, but it was not in my town or whatever. So I had never tried it until then. I was like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> this is fun. So, um, yeah, started teaching then and taught as an associate for different instructors over the years. And after teaching for about five years, I had an opportunity to work for corporate training and development as an assessment coordinator and, um, I took that on and love it. That allows me to um, work with instructors globally from all over. And I get to do some one-on-one coaching and training. I assess their skills and then offer feedback and and further training. So that's really fun too, because I do like that one-on-one training and connection. So with the instructors you're helping, do you, um, yeah, that's really interesting with your background too, just in psychology Mm -hmm. and, um, and then jazzercise, but then also training other instructors. Um, are there certain traits that you find that um, make a successful or um, just an instructor that really does well um, in that type of setting? In a group setting like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm just interested in just in your um, your experience. Like oh, yeah. Certain things that you can pick up on pretty quick and say, you're going to be good at this. Definitely personality, having an outgoing personality mm-hmm. helps. You, you got to enjoy what you do and have fun. Um, and I think that translate comes across. If you're not having fun up there, yeah. nobody else is going to have fun. So, um, yeah, definitely being um, bold enough to step up there and do it. Um, and then just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Move well, obviously, because you want to be able to be that that visual um, cue for people to follow safely and um, you know, do things correctly so they don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just if if you like to move well and dance and you like music and you like people, it's it's really fun. Mm. It's, it's a great job. So then um, you mentioned you were in Virginia. So what brought you here to Knoxville? My husband actually retired from the Navy. Okay. And we were in the process of trying to decide where we were going to go. And he just kept getting all these job offers from Knoxville and we'd always live coastal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd never lived inward. And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's, it's I don't beach. know. We've <laughs> never been away from a beach. Um, and so, so let's come check it out. You got the cove. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a lot of water here. So that helped a lot and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So yeah, we took a trip out here and said, let's check it out. And, um, you know, our kids were still fairly young and, Everyone here was so darn nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone we met, that was kind of what's really stood out. It's like, man, okay. And then we looked around and I saw people outdoor being active and you, you know, listen to the news or talking about hiking and it's like, okay, I think I could do this. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be, you know, kind of the California girl that didn't fit in, sure. <laughs> you know, just because I'd never been here. Um, and it was just beautiful, like I said, and the, and the people were so welcoming. We thought, you know, this would be a really amazing place to raise a family. Hmm. So we chose it. And so then, and then you've been here, how long have you been here? We've been here almost nine years now. Okay. Actually, we're, we have been here nine years. We're okay. in our 10th year. Okay, awesome. It's gone fast. Well, um, 
You know, as we talk about, you know, jazzercise, um, I have a question I got to ask is, um, do you guys ever have throwback jazzercise night from the 80s? We do not. No. <laughs> um, we're proud of where we came from. Mm-hmm. We are the original dance fitness company. Um, and we own that. And we were the catalyst for many groups. And so we're proud of that, but sure. that is just not who we are today. <laughs> um, they're funny to watch, mm-hmm. I think. You know, it's like, okay. But it is so not who we are today. Mm-hmm. It's it's comical now to me to watch it um, because, yeah, we've been here. We're celebrating our 50-year wow. anniversary this year. We're the first and only program that can say that. Um, and it's because we've continued to grow and evolve and stay current with all the music, the moves, everything. Mm-hmm. So no leg warmers, no headbands. <laughs> you don't have to wear no. um, spandex to come. Well, we wear spandex, or, but today's um, modern. singlets <laughs> and um, the 80s hairstyle. I think, um, no. and, yeah, the reason I ask, and, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, jokingly, but um, I'm sure some of our listeners too, and you probably get it just in public, like yeah. just um, jazzercise, like is very, like, I guess, grew its strong identity probably in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. Right. And, and so people have certain preconceived ideas. And and I'm really intrigued at like, you know, I go and look at your guys' website and um, you know, you guys have a very busy schedule. I mean you have classes. You do. Um, multiple classes every day of the every day, every of, the day week. of the week. Multiple how many instructors do you guys have? Uh there are fourteen of us. Fourteen instructors. Mm-hmm. And um and knowing just that exercise, there's a lot of fads with exercise, right? Yes. That come and go, and um and jazzercise like here, you know, especially I don't know how it is, you know, globally, but you know, from what I can see with your studio, that it's thriving, and um just wondering, like, like you kind of already answered a little bit, but you know, to go from like the maybe obstacles of having this kind of uh, public uh, opinion or or preconceived understanding Mm -hmm. of jazzercise 80s. Right. And yet you've been able to overcome that. Um, And you could speak a little bit more of like how you see you guys have survived like outside of the 80s, you know, the 90s, the 2000s and to today. Sure. Um, Because when people come in and they take class, Mm -hmm that's when they go, oh, this is nothing that I thought it was going to be, or this was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, misconceptions sometimes pe- keep people away. And so if you, I just come take class, mm-hmm. come see what it's about. Um, once they see that they, they get all the cardio, the strength, the stretch, they have a great community. I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that my facility is welcoming and I have the best amazing customers and people. Mm. And it's just a great, positive, really welcoming environment. And so I think sometimes people are timid to start something new. They're afraid they're, you know, not going to know where to go or who to talk to or what. And we just say, come on in. And um, I'd love it. I can stand up there as I'm getting ready for class and watch some of my current customers welcome someone who just walked in the door and hey come over here and they're just um it's just a really supportive great environment and it's fun and it's great to be able to show people hey fitness can be fun Mm -hmm. you can work really hard and have a blast at Mm -hmm. the same time so in dispelling those myths it's more about 
coming in. You got to come in and check it out and mm-hmm. take some classes and see the variety that we offer. And then you'll go, this is not what I've been seeing <laughs> of <laughs> right. 80s jazz right. recites. Yeah, right. it's just growth, mm-hmm. growth and change. That's why we're still here. That's great. I guess with any any mm-hmm. industry, any um, any company, you know, if you're not growing, you know, they're catching you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fortunate. And, it's, it's a great company that continually every year strives to do better and better. Um, they're amazing. Yeah, I mean, it must, um, you know, speak to that, just, you know, seeing that, like I said, like you said, you know, it's been around 50 years, and you said the only, um, what, the only exercise, I forgot how you termed it. the very first program ever program. to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To survive, um, you know, 50 years and still going strong. Yeah. Um, and I hear you use um, the word off, um, just as we're describing, is fun. Yes. Um, if you would speak to, like, where, like, how come that's um, such um, a common word that you're using to describe it, but why that's like so important in the environment that you create, like why that's a, a very common word that yeah. I'm hearing you describe. Oh, that's an easy one. Um, if you don't have fun and don't enjoy what you're doing, the odds of you continuing to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> just fall. Everyone, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and they can last for about maybe two months, really Mm -hmm. forcing themselves to go because they're forcing themselves. If they're not having fun and enjoying it, it just becomes too difficult. Um, That's why I feel whatever it is, whether it's jazzercise or whatever it is you love, if you enjoy it, you're so more apt to consistently do it and just get all the benefits from it. So Regardless, that's my ultimate goal is I want people to be healthy and happy. Um, so you got to find what you love and mm-hmm. you just got to put it on your calendar and say, I'm worth this time and do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's got to be fun. In my opinion, it's it's got to be fun or I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what makes uh, for somebody who's never been to Jazzercise and you know maybe is interested, a listener, what makes Jazzercise fun? Well, um, if you like moving to music, mm-hmm. it, it's fun. If you like to dance, um, and it's not hard. Anybody can do it. It's We stick to fairly you know, simple moves so that it is available for everybody to do. A little bit of a learning curve, but how can you not have fun dancing? Mm-hmm. Is you know How can you not listen to the beat and want to move to it and um, not even think about how hard you might be working? And even our strength training is all choreographed to music. So you can almost lose yourself in the song, you know, after I, I'm, I'm cueing you and telling you how to do it correctly and where you should be feeling it and maybe cracking a joke here and there then to distract you about how hard you're working. Um, it goes by like that hmm. because it's fun. And so you're like, dang, that was great. I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, in preparation for the show, I was just doing a little bit of, of research and went on the uh, Jazzercise, just the the main websites, mm-hmm. you know, it showed you know video of of you know the I guess the dance routine, and it looked fun. It is, it really it did. <laughs> um, but I, uh, how they uh, I guess they described it is it's the original dance party workout, mm-hmm. a blend uh, blending dance with Pilates, yoga, kickboxing, and strength training, strength training, and um, and uh, you know a fifty five minute session, uh, lean long lean muscles and an undeniable mood boost absolutely that sounds um like a lot of good things in there yeah, it is it's a lot of good things and that's what's fun about it too for me as someone who grew up dancing too 
I like variety. So I like that I can do something that's kind of, you know, hip hop. I can do a Latin. I can do a great lyrical stretch at the end of the, you know, program. And so I, I don't get bored because I'm not doing one style only. We get to mix it up. Um, we've got lots of variety. We get new routines every two and a half, three months, about 30 plus new routines mm. to learn. So there's always something new and fresh and fun. Um, so we're always learning, which means we're also using our brain, mm-hmm. which is good as well. And it's uh, young. Sure. And um, I follow you guys on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I see on there is um, you guys um, celebrate a lot. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I see um, whether it be uh, little competitions of um, a certain, like if you get to so, so many workout numbers or yeah. um, type things and, you know, giveaways or T-shirts, you know, that have accomplishments that, you know, people have hit a certain mark. Um, and, um, yeah, just, I just I see that as all, you know, um, developing just the community that you guys have of um, a community that supports each other. Um, and um, and celebrates with each other too. Yeah, it's it's a great way to allow yourself to set goals and then work towards them. And you know, we think you should be rewarded when you attain a goal because um, you invested the time and energy in yourself. And so we love to celebrate whatever it is. You know, we have our big club 150. If you attend 150 classes in the year. Yeah, you get your shirt. Okay. Um, and they wear them proudly because they worked really hard for them. Sure. But yeah, we have different incentives throughout the year. Just It's just to keep it fun and yep. interesting to keep giving you a goal, mm-hmm. getting ready to start one in February. Okay. It is our big February challenge, and it is a challenge. It's not easy to do, but we have some that go gangbusters at it. So they'll have to 25 classes in 28 days. Okay. Um, so... It, it's, it's a boost. It's fun. It gets rid of the winter doldrums mm-hmm. when it's cold outside. Hey, dance floor's hot. Come on in <laughs> and have fun, and let's work towards a new goal. So, yeah, we, we love to celebrate. We, we celebrate anything we can, and that does. Again, I think that goes to making our community and our facility just a fun, really welcoming place. Mm-hmm. Gives you a little tribe to hang out with um, and um, celebrate your accomplishments. Yeah, and, and uh, most people really – need a community to support them, you know, because, you know, you know, Monday morning or whenever it is and, you know, you're tired and you have the option of, you know, sleeping in a little bit longer or getting up and, um, you know, going to dance, um, that exercise or to go run or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just find, I know for myself, but for a lot of, you know, my clients too, you know, if you're on Island, doing it by yourself, um, you can have success, but it's so much more difficult. It's so much. In fact, when I'm teaching sometimes and I'm tired, I'm working hard, just as hard as my customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll crack a joke like, you know, if I was home by myself, I would have quit. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to do it alone. It's mm-hmm. a lot more fun if you wake up and say, hey, I can go hang out and dance with, you know, five of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of our customers actually have become just best friends. So great community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. definitely. And, and goal setting, too, I think is so um, important, too, um, because that can just be that extra layer of motivation of like when you have something you're shooting for, um, you know, whether it be, you know, some people, maybe it could be, you know, losing weight or, you know, hitting a certain number of classes or, you know, for me, I try to have some sort of event like a race or something like if I don't have something on the calendar, 
then like the the um, ambition, the motivation right. for actually like getting up and pushing myself isn't just there when I'm not doing it with a, with another kind of purpose besides you know just being healthy. Right, and setting those small goals mm-hmm. then help you attain the bigger goal. But it's a lot easier, you know, to bite off a little piece and to taste that success instead of go, oh my gosh, I have this mountain to climb. If you do those little goals along the way before you know it, you're at the top of the mountain. So, well, um, if um, yeah, if one of our listeners is um, yeah just interested in um, experiencing a jazzercise class, but was you know just um, maybe just hesitant, reserved, not quite sure what to expect. What would you kind of tell them as far as um, what to expect on their first time coming into your studio? On their first time coming in, I would say just expect to be welcomed. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to be a beginner, right? We're all a beginner sometime, and it's okay. Expect there to be a little bit of a learning curve if it's unless it's something you're used to doing. Um, there's always a little bit of a learning curve. But we, we are all ages, all shapes and sizes. You will not feel out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of put your mind at ease that way. Come in and try it. You can adapt it. If, say, you haven't been working out at all, it's okay. Come in. You can do it lightly. We're going to show you how you can do it. High intense, how you can do it. Low impact, whatever it is you need for where you're at, and then show you how to develop that. So there's no reason to be scared um, just come in and expect to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, um, we're going to um, transition to our break. And after our break, we're going to be talking about the myths. We're going to bust some myths All right. on, um, <laughs> on exercise. So um, stay with us uh, for the second half of the show. Stay Healthy Knoxville is sponsored by Simply Physio, a physio clinic that equips and empowers you to live your life to the fullest so that you can enjoy the things you love to do and be the person you are made to be. Simply Physio specializes in helping people get back to a healthy and active lifestyle, living free from pain and medication and avoiding unnecessary surgery. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to receive a special gift from Simply Physio and enjoy listening to the rest of the episode. All right, so we're back, and we're going to be busting some myths, like we said, on exercise. And Yay. Ingrid and I, we talked about just um, how there can be barriers or things that can slow people down or even prevent people from getting into exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, fear, uh, this um, segment really came um, out of, uh, there was an article in Reader's Digest um, back in the fall um, that was labeled um, the 14 or some some number, 12, 14, exercises that somebody over 50 should never do. Right. And um, and we were talking about this article, how it just um, very much um, was written in such a negative tone and one that just promoted a lot of fear and worry and anxiety, anxiety about um, that could prevent somebody from getting into an exercise and where most people are really safe and they should be in their, you know, um, the detrimental effects of them not exercising are so much greater than, you know, the harm of one of these exercises right. that was in <clears throat> Reader's Digest. But the um, the article uh, got a lot of press, like negative press, that um, a lot of people in the health and wellness field were just taken aback. They had written it in such a, um, a harmful language that um, Reader's Digest, they took the article down and um, they, re- um, they revamped the article. Instead, um, they said, you know, the 
12 exercises that you should modify. Um, so which is much better um, language. Um, and so we wanted to talk about some myths that we hear, some objections um, that could prevent uh, people from getting into just um, experiencing the healthy benefits of exercise. Right. Um, so um, the first one that we wanted to talk about was um, the myth that squats are going to wreck my knees. <laughs> Right. So, uh, tell us, um, uh, yeah, your thoughts on if you heard, yeah, when you hear that from a, a client or a customer. Well, that's concerned about I, squats. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, we do squats every day in our daily life. It's you know, a squat is kind of a form of functional fitness, right? As mm -hmm. a physical therapist, you you want your clients to be able to do their daily work, right? Mm -hmm. So a squat's the same thing as if you were sitting down exactly. and standing up. Exactly. You're still using those same lower body muscles. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's where I just say good form is important. Mm -hmm. As long as you use proper alignment and good form, you're going to be okay. You're not going to wreck your knees. Now, if you're not using good form, then, yeah, you might have an issue, but mm -hmm. that's where you know your physical therapist, where your fitness instructor is – key to showing you how to do it correctly Definitely. so yeah it's i think that's a big myth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i would um i would say myth definitely on that one busting yeah. that myth so um yeah like you said when i have a client who you know who we need to build strength mm -hmm. um oftentimes they have a trouble with the form like you said of a squat so what i take them down to is like let's do some sit to stands mm -hmm. like uh, and that is like you said it is a squat and yeah. so and it's functional too. People, um, you know, as they're aging, oftentimes people start having trouble getting up from a low surface. And so it's, um, if you keep working on your squat, you're not going to have that problem. Exactly. And yeah, so you can start off small and then as you get stronger, you can build strength by going deep or whatever, but good form mm -hmm. is paramount and you'll be good. Definitely. All right. So uh, myth number two, will strengthening, uh, strength training make me bulky or big? <laughs> this is one of my favorites. <laughs> um, I think women are more worried about that. I haven't heard too many men right. be worried about being bulky. <laughs> um, so yeah, like the short answer is no, mm -hmm. really. I think they confuse strength training and bodybuilding. Sure. And bodybuilding is kind of more of a sport um, mm -hmm. of extreme nature. Strength training really is just strengthening those muscles. You're going to get more, you know, tone, definition, but you're not going to get bulky. It's, women just aren't naturally driven that way to sure. begin with. So, yeah, um, it, it's don't let that scare you. You're not going to get bulky, but you need strength training. Mm -hmm. Because especially women, as we get older, you know, we lose muscle, we lose bone density. So strength training really slows down that process, if not stopping it, um, to help you maintain what you have and build muscle. So you're, you know, you're not going to get bulky. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I guess the type of strengthening you guys do in jazzercise, it's really meant to. Yeah, we're not barb lifting hundred pounds right? to music. You know, we're we're using you know, handheld weights mm -hmm. um, or body weight, you know, depending on what yeah. it is. But no, it's it's not designed to... No Olympic you know, lifting. No, not going <laughs> to make you huge and bulky, but it is going to make you strong and lean. Right. So, um, great. Well, um, that kind of gets us into the next question about lifting weights. Uh, are, is lifting weights bad for your joints, Ingrid? I don't think so. <laughs> no, because... Um, 
and just my experience, and you can probably talk about this too as a sure. physical therapist, but um, in some cases, unless there's really an issue going on and your doctor says don't do this for a while, mm-hmm. um, actually movement is good. It mm-hmm. creates more mobility with that joint. And instead of getting stiff from non-movement, um, yeah, the movement is good. And the strength training and um, strengthening that supporting tissue and muscle all around that joint mm-hmm. is important to support it. Um, right. I don't know. As a physical therapist, what do you say? Yeah, well, I would tell people, um, kind of think about the opposite. Like if you were in outer space or an astronaut, like what, like the concern is that they can't stay in outer space forever, right? Because right. they get weak. Their bones literally um, lose bone density. And so they have to contrive certain ways that they can get some exercise in outer space to load their joints, mm-hmm. to load the skeleton, to load the muscles to um, allow them to not have the detrimental effects of living in, you know, um, in outer space where there's no gravity. So on the flip side, um, same thing here on Earth, (laughs) using weights to add some extra load to your joints can be very beneficial for, like you said, um, building, you know, strength of the muscles, but also the joints themselves as far as strengthening uh, your bone density. And there's Mm -hmm. weight training has been shown to um, help with, you know, somebody who has a concern for, you know, osteoporosis, um, that it, it can be very beneficial for helping to strengthen um, the bones. Yeah. So we agree. <laughs> All right. So, um, next question is, um, is HIT. So, uh, HIT is high intensity interval yeah. training. Everyone loves HIT today. Right. That's, um, you kind of hear that a lot. Um, is it dangerous, Ingrid? I will say no um, for someone who is starting and has already been conditioned a little bit next. I wouldn't recommend HIT personally to someone who hasn't been doing anything to jump right into it mm-hmm. um, because it is, you know, you have those big bursts um, and it is intense. Um, that's what it stands for, high mm-hmm. intensity interval training. So um, I say come in, develop a little bit of strength and um, conditioning before you try the hit, just mm-hmm. to feel safe and comfortable with it. Um, but no, there's so many great benefits, and I think that's why it is so popular mm-hmm. because we've learned a lot about it. Um, increased metabolism, you know, everybody wants the higher burn, mm-hmm. right? So you have that longer lasting effect after classes. Um, do you guys incorporate um, principles? Hidden? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we have a variety of formats, um, different styles of classes you can take. And we do have um, HIT classes, some interval training. Um, Yeah, we might do probably interval fusion is one of my favorite because you have some strength training and then you do a really heavy, hardcore cardio burst. Then you'll do a little more strength training and then another cardio burst. So, yeah, um, we do offer HIT training because it's very effective. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's... um for, you know, the person that has the excuse of, I don't have time, mm-hmm. right? So this kind of, this is another myth, um, you know, an excuse of, I don't have time to exercise. So we can kind of come back with, well, have you heard of HITS? Right. <laughs> um, because um, by by nature of uh, HIT training, it's shorts, right? Yeah. And you can get the benefits of um, exercise and, and really studies even a greater benefit and exercise in a very short amount of time when you push yourself to a higher intensity. Right. When you overload a higher intensity like that, there's, I, I believe there's a faster um, cardiovascular growth with HIIT training mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, the slower climb, which, you know, mix it up, do them all. But I also want to say uh, HIIT training, it, 
it isn't something you need to do every single day. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you do need to have some recovery period. And so I always say, listen to your body too. It'll tell you if, okay, I need a rest day because I worked super hard yesterday. Listen to it and respect that. Give it a day of rest and then you'll be ready to go at it again. Great. Well, yeah. So there's so many benefits to, um, to hit. And if you're, um, if you're not sure about it, you know, I would recommend to, you know, follow up with a professional, you know, yeah. come, um, see Start Ingrid mm-hmm, and, um, to help you out with it. Cause it can be a little bit of, um, uh, intimidating when you don't know what you're doing, if you're yeah. trying to push yourself hard. So, um, so yeah, do it with a, a trainer, um, in a class and, uh, to get your confidence up with it. Exactly. Um, all right. So, um, the next one is what you call the can't syndrome. So <laughs> yeah. tell us about the can't syndrome. Well, <laughs> It's not really a myth, but I hear that a lot sometimes, mm-hmm. is I can't um, do this. I can't dance, or I can't really get stronger. I'm just kind of made this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say you can. And it doesn't matter where you're at or what age you're at. Mm-hmm. You, Everybody can grow. It just takes practice and a little focus. Um, but yes, you can. You, you, you can dance. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how. You know, start basic, start small, and as you feel accomplished, add in more, then make it bigger. So yes, you can, and you can get stronger. Use those weights consistently, and as you get stronger, move up into the weight. Guess mm-hmm. what? You're getting stronger. So the can't syndrome, um, I think, is just that verbiage that we have in our head, mm-hmm. and we kind of convince ourselves that we can't. And I want people to change that mindset, change what you're telling yourself, make it a positive instead of I can't. Yes, I can. And if I maybe can't do this at the moment, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Focus on what you can That's do and work towards and pretty soon what you couldn't do, you now can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, yeah, intrigued even with your um, you know background and psychology, just you know the psychology of you know sports or exercise or like you said, and that's a huge piece of the I can't syndrome. The is, mental part is yeah. changing, you know, somebody's belief patterns, and um, I see it um, all all the time. You know, somebody's been labeled like mm-hmm. as far as you know from an image, um, you know, as, uh, an X ray or something like that, and they start believing, you know, this image about mm-hmm. themselves, um, like you know, they have degenerative disc disease or they have a herniated disc, and and when they label themselves, how they view themselves changes their behavior and how they behave starts to reinforce like the label. And so it's right. a, this, um, this downward spiral. Um, but it all starts like, like you said, just, um, their belief system. Mm-hmm. And when you can replace that with, you know, somebody to really empower somebody to you know, see the human body is this amazing design that's, um, that's capable, that's resilient, um, that can, that can recover, you know, from injury. That can um, can get strong. That mm-hmm. can um, be pushed and needs to be pushed. And when it does, it responds. It's um, it's amazing to watch people. I'm sure you get to see that so often. It is, and that's one of my favorite parts of the job um, is seeing people grow and that smile when they accomplish them. And it, it kind of goes back to setting those goals. Mm-hmm. You know, setting those small goals towards that. I can. I can. I can. Um, that that's that's what's rewarding. They feel it and they can say, I did, mm-hmm. you know, I did it. Um, and then they maybe weren't sure they could when they started. So definitely change I can't into I can. Definitely. Well, um, we got a few others here. Um, we got a little bit of time left. And um, 
There's one um, that I hear a lot as far as uh, walking, like is walking enough uh, for exercise? And, um, and yeah, in my experience, um, you know, it could be, right? If somebody as it, it was at a very low level of cardiovascular health, mm-hmm. if walking really pushed them to a certain uh, level uh, that they could get, you know, benefits of exercise with walking. And, you know, walking is better than sitting on the couch. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but, uh, for most people, you know, just walking isn't going to be enough to let them experience the full benefits, uh, of exercise. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I think walking's a great exercise. Um, especially if you're just getting into exercise or you've had a serious injury or, or a health issue, but, um, walking alone, um, just kind of falls short in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you do need strength training. Um, so whether you're walking and you can, you know, take some time to stop and do some sort of, you know, strength training moves mm-hmm. to, to add into it. But walking by itself, um, it's a great stress reliever. It's mm-hmm. great for your mind. Um, it is good cardiovascularly, but um, for growth um, and more health benefits, mm-hmm. I think you need to do more than just walk. Right. And I have a, mo- a lot of my clients that maybe have not done any type of exercise program. It can be a good starting point. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because um, people need a win. Yes. And they need to um, feel um, that they're capable and, and set them up for success. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, with a lot of my clients, I'll have them start on a walking program. Um, but, um, but that's a stepping stone, right? To the next level. It goes right to what we just been talking about. One goal and Mm -hmm. then another, and I can walk this far. And then I guess what I can take this class. And so, yeah, it is a stepping point. It's a great one. Um, and once you feel comfortable with it, keep challenging yourself and add a little bit more so that you get the benefits. Great. Well, um, one, uh, question, Ingrid, this is, um, just wondering, do you ever have uh, customers that have arthritis that participate in jazzercise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think arthritis, um, it just comes to all of us eventually a little mm-hmm. bit in, in age um, with lots of activity. Um, some people have it you know, worse off than others. Sure. But I think it goes back to sort of that jo- joint mobility um, you got to keep moving. Motion is lotion. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Motion is lotion. Um, you just get, I think, even more stiff and more mm-hmm. restricted unless you keep those joints and those, um, you know, that movement going on in your life. So it, do what you can. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I believe there's been studies that have shown that the exercise actually brings pain relief Definitely. to some arthritis patients. Mm-hmm. So don't let that hold you back. Keep moving and keep going so that it doesn't get worse. Yeah, it can be part of a management strategy mm-hmm. and a plan um, that's uh, a little bit more comprehensive than just, uh, you know, uh, some sort of pharma- pharmaceutical plan. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I know of uh, one study they were looking at um, arthritis in the knees with runners. And um, what they found is with um, with older adults that um, – just on average, there's about a 10 to 11% of um, evidence of arthritis um, in older adults. But for um, recreational runners, they actually find a 3 to 5% um, level of arthritis. So 
you know, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of times I hear that, you know, oh, I can't, you know, do some sort of impact that is, you know, because um, I'm afraid and that I may, you know, start arthritis or wear out my joints. And um, that's actually been shown to be the opposite, that it actually helps to preserve um, your joints. Um, there is um, a level of over-exercise, though. With, um, in the same study, what yeah. they found was um, competitive or elite runners did have a slightly higher, um, they had a 13.5% of evidence of um, knee arthritis, um, but they um, they consider that more a reflection of injuries, that, they, that the more elite um, athlete has had more injuries, and injuries are associated with um, higher levels of arthritis. So would you say that kind of relates to overuse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. over-conditioning. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, if, um, if you have... Um, opportunity to um, have a varied, you know, program using multiple joints, multiple different ways just to spread it out. Yeah. Good. Uh, And and the last one, um, when, you know, I was growing up, you'd always hear, um, you know, before you start an exercise program, you know, talk to your doctor, you know, make sure you talk with your doctor before you start an exercise program. One thing, um, yeah, Ingrid and I wanted to share is that they actually, um, that came from the um, American Academy of Sports Medicine, and that was their um, their stance for a long time until a few years ago. They actually realized that um, having that stance was a barrier for people um, to commence exercise, and the risk of not exercising was far greater than the risk of um, exercising. So they removed the clause of seeing a doctor unless um, somebody has um, history of cardiovascular, metabolic, or renal disease. Yeah, the um, average person, it's fine to Mm -hmm. start something. Yeah, it's really only concerning if you do have a previous or you're dealing with a health issue, then Mm -hmm. yeah, by all means, talk to your doctor and feel good about it. And, you know, they may be be able to tell you exactly what you, you know, would be best for you Mm -hmm. or what to kind of take slow. Mm -hmm. But um, for the general population, you don't need to have that. You know, listen to your gut, too. If you feel good, go for it and Mm -hmm. listen to you. If something feels off, then go see your doctor and talk Mm -hmm. to them, definitely. But um, I know we were talking previously, you had some history in the cardiac rehab, right? Yeah, I taught a a group... um, yeah, cardiac rehab patients. So, you know, here you have a population who's had a cardiac event, and um, and one of the earliest things that they do is, we got to get you exercising, right? I'm scared. In a controlled environment, right, because they're at a risk. But um, but still, you know, um, movement is medicine is another one, you right. know, that I use, um, you know, especially in, you know, a, a category like, you know, somebody who's had some sort of um, cardiac procedure mm-hmm. that um, exercise is prescribed yeah. for them to um, recover. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and that population did have an incident and was prescribed by their doctors to get moving, mm-hmm. Yeah, to take it slow. But there's a fear, fear aspect that, you know, colors that a little bit. Um, and again, it gets to the start slow to start small, see what you can do and build on that. Um, and then pretty soon they're not as scared and they're, they kind of come back a little bit feeling stronger and feeling better about things. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, that um, ends our segment on um, busting Myths. Um, right. So um, the last thing here to um, finish out uh, the episode, I like to finish with a few questions 
uh, that I ask um, my guests. So Ingrid, um, it's all about Knoxville. <laughs> okay. And um, so we'd love to know what's your favorite place or event thing that you haven't done kind of on your bucket list around Knoxville, East Tennessee. Uh, what's what's on your list for you? Okay. I have two okay. that I can't believe we've lived here this long. We've still never been to a Smokies game. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. I know. Um, I think because it's just a little further. Yeah, which I heard they are. may be moving down. I know. I'm, I mean, I'm I saw that in the paper. So, um, so that's kind of, you know, we like to do, my family likes to do all kinds of things. We like to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we like variety. So I'm like, gosh, I can't believe we haven't done that yet. And then I really want to go zip lining. Um, and it's probably Sevierville. I don't know if you consider that Knoxville. Or whatever. I wouldn't count that. Yeah, I haven't done that yet here, and I really want to. So anything like that, ropes course. Last time I had an opportunity for ropes course, I was recovering from an injury, and I couldn't do it. I didn't have the, the arm strength um, during therapy. So I was mm. like, darn it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm, I kind of still want to do that. That's on my bucket list. All right. Well, I'll do to it. <laughs> Um, all right. And then what's one of your favorite places, uh, things to enjoy around Knoxville? The lake, mm-hmm. the lake. I don't have the beach here and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I just getting out on the boat and being in the water, the sunshine. Yeah. Love it. That's probably one of our favorite. Maybe not this time summer. of the year. No, but. a little chilly right now. Um, but yeah, as far as summer, um, and yeah. even, you know, in the fall and early spring, mm-hmm. just tooling around and looking up the scenery and getting out is nice too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then um, what's your favorite restaurant? That one's Local super restaurant. hard. <laughs> I really don't have a favorite because, again, we mix it up mm-hmm. and it depends on our mood and kind of what we want. If we want to, you know, Mexican, El Mezcal is really good for just inexpensive, great Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Carne asada tacos are awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, seafood. Bang bang shrimp, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Who doesn't like that? Or if we want to be super spoiled and treated, then um, Fleming's is kind of our anniversary mm-hmm. special night, um, just to pamper ourselves. So that kind of it's not really one favorite. Oh, that's but. all right. That's all right. Um, and then um, to wrap things up uh, with um, what's what would be your tip uh, for somebody to stay healthy? Well, we kind of talked about a little bit, but I say find what you love to do Mm -hmm. and what you enjoy and then do it. Put it on your calendar. Make that appointment with yourself. You're worth that hour, whatever it is a day. You you do have time for yourself to take care of yourself, Um, but do it. Mm -hmm. Find something. Um, Don't just be sedentary. There's so many great things you could do. If you don't like to dance, that's cool. Go find something else that you do like mm-hmm. um, and just do it and put it on your that is key. calendar. It's it is key because we tend to throw it out. It's the last thing. Oh, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do. And it's important. So that's my tip to take care of yourself um, so that you can take care of other people as well. So. Yes. Well, um, Ingrid, if um, somebody was interested in finding more about um, Jazzercise, um, how, what's the best way for them to contact um, you or contact your studio? Yeah. Um, you can contact us at um, csjazzercise at gmail.com if you okay. want to email us. We are um, on, online. You can find our website online as well, um, jazzercise.com. You can put in Campbell Station, Knoxville, and it'll pull us right up. It'll show your, our schedule. 
Um, we're located on Campbell Station Road, right around behind the, the wine and spirit store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're great. So um, close by, but here in Farragut. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank for you for having me. Coming on the show. It's great to talk um, exercise. And Enjoyed it. Helping people, um, encouraging the Knoxville community to yes. get out and get out. to healthy. get moving and, and be healthy and stay healthy. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast brought to you by Simply Physio. If your pain is preventing you from staying healthy and active and you'd like to avoid surgery, pain medicine, or just want to get back to doing the things you love in and around Knoxville, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps for resolving it. Find our ebooks online at simplypt.com/health-tips. There you will find ebooks for topics such as neck and shoulder pain, lower back and hip pain, knee pain, and TMJ. These quick-to-read reports will provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help solve your pain. From the comfort of your own home. Just visit simplypt.com slash health-tips to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no-obligation phone consultations with a doctor of physical therapy to Knoxville area residents. Just call us at 865-351-0615 or visit us at simplypt.com and click the Talk to a PT button on the home page to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast. Humble Pod Production. Stay humble.